Now, we have given the keys to Chloe Amanda Bailey for the afternoon program. That is going to be a wild, wild ride. But she did inform me that she's picked up about 15k a pace since she's been taught to how to bowl properly. So I'd love to see that transfer to backyard cricket. Speaking of, Jason writes, one hand, one bounce only applies if you're carrying a beer. I think that's reasonable. I think that is very reasonable. And, yeah, another one on the turkey. On the turkey. Definitely overrated. Worst meat on the table. Stewie, though. Love you, Julian, but you won't be getting a job as Bill Collins anytime soon as your overratings are many. <laughs> well, I don't have the you know, so the canary yellow jacket that Bill Collins would wear back in the day. So, and Bill Collins, when he used to come on, and he'd always, and as a youngster, too, my head because he'd always go back to the sort of movies from the 50s, black and white. And I'm a kid. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, it's wonderful, this movie. Have a look. And then you'd have the MGM Grand Line roaring and, you know, long before your time. Charles and Charge, hello. Hello. Yes, okay. not long before my time. We'll do another one. Second hour Christmas cracker. Here we go. One, two, three, bang. Ah, uh, you win this one. Okay, so I've got to pull this out. This is your Christmas cracker joke. No, it's not. That's a little card. So the Christmas cracker joke this hour. What's the fastest fish in the world? This is where you say, I don't know. What is the <laughs> I don't know. What is the fastest fish in the world? A motor pike. That's rubbish. That's really... I think my favourite thing about the Christmas jokes is that you always laugh twice. You laugh at the joke and you laugh about yourself laughing thinking that's funny. Well, they they did a study on them. Christmas cracker jokes Mm -hmm. have to be bad. They can't be good because if it's a good joke, there's always going to be somebody at the Christmas table that goes... Oh, that's rubbish joke there. Oh, but that's that, a good... Yeah. And it starts fights. That is so. the automatic follow-up. And you say, oh, that's so bad. How do you tell a male snowman from a female snowman? I don't know. How do you see how to Snowballs. <laughs> I just got it. We are frying in the studio at the moment. The aircon's been broken for a good part of three days, so it's very much a, a hot Christmas. So this is a, a welcome to the Australian Christmas for you, Mark. What do you got for us, Charles in charge? Well, it's going to heat up even more because uh, I'm going to dispute some of your backyard cricket rules well, that, that you mine. put forth. They're not mine. I just read them off the list. I concur with most of them. Mm. But then you can you can tweak them yes. depending on, on match conditions, right? Yeah. So so I, I took issue with two, especially. I, I agree with a lot of what you said, especially the one hand, one bounce. I think that's a staple in any game of cricket, let alone ah, backyard. But does it only apply when you're holding a beer in one hand? I, I think it applies... At any time. And if you have a beer in hand, then that's probably even better. But the first rule I really have a problem with is six and out. I think that's absolute rubbish. If you're going to bowl mince pies, expect it to be dished right back at you and you can go collect the ball, champ. Six and out. No, that I mean, that is a staple of backyard cricket rules. But you shouldn't get punished for I mean, lob it the having fence. a good you gotta shot. Keep it, you've got to get the game moving. You've got to keep the game rolling on. You've got to keep it within the confines, in the bounds of the backyard. I will say the only times I'm ever able to even hit a six in backyard cricket or any form of cricket really is when my eight-year-old cousins are bowling to me and they they don't understand cricket, so they go around the wicket. Mm. So they bowl right next to my hip and just go whack. You're a leg-sided player. Oh, right? de- oh definitely. Yeah, hit it over the short boundary, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. What about, okay, here's another one for you. If you whack it on the roof and you sort of position yourself, boom, boom, it's coming down, it doesn't get caught in the gutter, you catch it off the roof, is that out? Yeah, that's out. Yeah, but yeah, do you have out. to catch it with one hand? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. It, because I think that counts as the the wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, on, I'm, yeah. The, I'm on the same page with you there. Absolutely yeah. right. Um, the second rule I had a real issue with was retirement. I don't think you should retire. I think what happens is you reach a certain milestone, whether that be forty runs, fifty runs. It was forty runs in my family, but once you hit forty runs, you change hands. So I'm I'm normally a left-handed bat, 
And so, oh. and, and so then Switching. at 40, you got to go to the right hand. But jokes on uh, my family, I'm pretty good with the right hand as well. So, yeah, don't, don't really get out. No, no, right. no, normally, normally I, I get out by doing some stupid ramp shot or something like that. No, eventually, you need to retire. Give somebody else a turn. No. Do you retire at 100? You no. know what, what we might play in the last hour, that song by Greg Champion, I'm at 100 in the backyard at Mum's. We might come out of the 11 o'clock hour, 10 o'clock in Queensland with that tune. I made 100 in the backyard at Mum's. I don't think it's unreasonable to retire. No, you shouldn't retire. When people call me to retire, that's where I go shirtless because that's where I really started to get the sweats. Oh, dear God. Go shirtless. You'll frighten uh, your children, Charles. You'll frighten yeah, your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have a faf duplessis type rig here, do you? De- definitely not. Uh-huh. Definitely more not. Of, more akin to David Boone than faf is what you're telling me. Yeah, definitely. Okay, a bit less hair, a bit yep. less body hair. A, a lot less hair. Okay, all right. So you don't agree with six and out. That's very controversial. Mm. Very controversial. Anything else you got? Uh, no, that, that, that's it, really. That's it. You just want to give your two cents. Yeah, I just want to give my two cents about. Or also, do you play? Would you play with a um, a plastic bat or an old wooden bat? Either or, whatever you got. I think you have to play with an old wooden bat. Whatever you got. I think because you play with the fence yeah. paling for all I care. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, and the other thing, I was in uh, Rebel Sports the other day, and don't you become a kid when you go to places oh, like I that? I love go, doing it. You pick up every bat and you look at the trainers and all, and they have at the front. You know, this is the impulse buy. You know, it's at shopping centres and Woolies and Coles and the like, they've got all the chocolate bars, right? Yep. At the front, they've got now the, like, the little big bash balls that are half fluffy, half smooth. So you don't have to tape up the tennis ball with electrical tape because they're made for you now, these little swing kings. And you just, you're waiting in line, just pick it up and just feel it in your hand. You start bouncing from left to right and you sort of break out into that shadow bowling action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I really want to just let rip with one of these. I want to let rip. So do you, that's a really good stocking filler. So if you haven't got me, you haven't got me a Christmas present yet, have you? Uh, who said I haven't? Have you? No. No, you unbelievable. <laughs> no. Uh, you could do worse. You could do worse. Uh, Matt, Jules, duck is far worse than turkey. Oh, what? no. I'm, I'm hopping off that, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a big fan of duck. Big fan of duck. There's no meat on that. that look, that is true. Uh, funny story from Blocker Roach, too. He said his wife had to cook five chickens in total for him and the boys. Well, I can tell you, Matt, no, I have been to Christmas barbecues at Blocker Roach's house. I used to work with Blocker. Hello, mm-hmm. Blocker, and to Kath and the kids, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, that can put them away. They're big boys and a lovely family. Good on you, Matt. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, what will you think of Warner if he doesn't? And more than likely go out on top, his reflexes and trigger movements and general footwork are gone. Well, Trent Woodhill. The batting whisperer and his, his personal coach uh, begs to differ. He says, from what I've seen, no, they're still there. You know, Greg Chappell had that run of outs. He goes, I'm not out of form. I just keep getting out. <laughs> now, it's, and look, maybe it applies. It a bit of bad. got a good one from Rabada. You know, that one against the West Indies, a wide one he chopped on. It can happen. It can happen. Sometimes you're not that far away. And I, for one, am not yet ready to sack David Warner. Give him two more tests and then I'll assess it at the end of the Sydney test. 0457 736 736. Bit quiet on the open line today. one 1170 Just before we get to the break, uh, a Statsy from Freshwater, if you're listening, I know you called Jimmy and Joe on breakfast this morning and you sent Jimmy and all those uh, little funky assortment of beers. Uh, am I, uh, can can you decree, please, Statsy, that I can just take a random four out of Jimmy's pack? I'll drive to his farm. But am I allowed to do that, Statsy? If you're listening, please let me know, 0457 736 736. Call me on the open line. What's on your Christmas menu? Uh, Do you have any sporting traditions on Christmas Day? The table tennis, the cricket, the board games perhaps? And how feisty does it get in your family once you had a few mulled wines and beers and whatnot under the belt?
You're listening to Jules on SEN Mornings.